heresy, and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Master Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Estvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favored son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? Uh, this is Michael with the Forgotten Legion. I got my co-host here, uh, Ryan, coming in from Indianapolis. Say hello, Ryan. What's going on, guys? And uh, we are Radio Free Istvan. Uh, I'm out of Texas. Ryan is out of Indianapolis. And we're a 30K Horse Heresy podcast. And normally, we have a, a little bit longer podcast. I mean, generally, we come on and we talk about our hobby progress. We talk about how we're doing and all this stuff. And uh, y'all are still going to get this this week. Uh, but we decided to take some time out and actually create like a little special episode for you guys because... Uh, the new Age of Darkness army list, Crusade army list book dropped. Uh, how many days has it been, Ryan? Or actually, um, hours? I think it came out Friday, like Friday night so at some point. We, I, I, me and you downloaded it like the second. Like I downloaded it and told you that it was out, and then you downloaded it. So, um, And I know Pretty had it too because me and him were downloading it at the same time. So we basically got it as soon as you could possibly get it. So basically, we've had it for, I would say, 26 hours at this point, probably. So it would say, yep. be safe to say. So pretty fresh on our heads. Uh, lucky for you guys, Ryan does this like serial killer mode whenever he's uh, really looking into and digging into uh, Warhammer the Fort Horse Heresy stuff. And so he's like gone inch by inch over like through this entire book, like forensically looked this book over and now has a full scope of what has changed and what is different inside of this book versus the old book. So, I mean, Ryan, I mean, I'm just going to have to turn it over to you, man. Like, it's just, you, 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 you tore it apart. If yeah. It, well, well, what happened? Like I, like I was telling you before we started recording, I called my buddy, uh, Nick, Nick Mayer and we, he, he had his old book on the other end of the phone. I had my phone headset in, and I had my old book in front of me, and I had the new army list, or the new army book in front of me on, in a, on my uh, smartphone, and I had my computer up taking notes, and we went, went through together line by line. Like, I read it, and he read it in his head on the other end, So he and we went through line by line, and so I had a, another set of eyes looking at it, so I didn't miss anything. So... If I did miss anything, I blame Nick. It's probably his fault because I know I didn't make a mistake. So, but I mean, that was kind of the method we went through it. And uh, I basically just typed up a quick list of everything that changed and we'll go over it here. And then we can kind of, after I go over what's, you know, a change, me and you can talk about, you know, whether or not we think it's positive, negative, immediate feelings quick, and then move on to something else. What do you think? Love it. Sounds perfect to me, man. All right, so let's just jump right in. So the very first thing that you'll notice when you open it up is the old section on how you, what Lord of Wars you can take and how you can take Lords of War. And they had the really weird, convoluted, 
obscure way to do it where it's like if you can take anything that's in an old imperial armor book that isn't in another list and all this garbage that's all gone they fixed it it's gone it's just gone so they replaced it with a basically forge world approved list of what you can take so um, i'm not going to go in and read every little thing in here but we'll just quickly go over the units so when using a super heavy uh, and orbital strike wing flyer units, uh, so basically when you take your Lord of War, if you're going to use orbital strike wing or just take a one-off super heavy, these are what you can take now. So you can take a Bane Blade, a Bane Hammer, a Storm Lord, a Shadow Sword, a Storm Sword, um, the Macarius Tank and any of its variants, which... Sounds silly because the Macarius didn't come along later, but they said in here it represents indigenous war machines. So it's supposed to just be like a generic big tank, which is pretty cool. Um, the Crassus and its variants, which is also supposed to represent just a generic big tank. Um, a Marauder Bomber, a Marauder Destroyer, a Thunderbolt Heavy Fighter, um, the Crusader Avenger Strike Fighter, and it says, see the Mechanicum Tagmata list for rules. So you're supposed to use the rules out of the Tagmata list, not the one that's out of the uh, just generic, you know, Imperial Armor books. And you can also take the Minotaur, and it, that also says C Tagmata Army List. Um, so any of these that uh, are on this list, you can take them and take any upgrades that are on their uh, specific, you know, unit entry. But you can also um, on anything that is a super heavy tank for 15 points. You can take Space Marine Crew, and then on any of the flyers on this list, you can upgrade them to Battle Servitor Control for 15 points. The other big change uh, about this is the way like war, uh, Primarchs, uh, Engines of Destruction, War Machine Detachment, Great Beast, Monster Sword, those are like different, like, war, like the way you take Lords of War, um, you choose, you know, whether it's going to be a Primarch, an Engine of Destruction... War Machine Detachment, any of that stuff I just said. And then it'll, it defines that in this book. Like I said, it's, it's pretty long to read through. But the big change here that I noticed is War Machine Detachment. It says you can take one to two super heavy vehicles of the same unit type, each with a hull point value of eight or less. And each of these must be chosen from a specific army list for the primary detachment or the Questorus Knight army list found in the Crusade Imperialis Army list, or optional super heavy list found on page 10, which is what I just went over. So what this basically means, it's pretty cool, is now for a Marine Army, you can take a one-off knight. So that's the, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, change in the book. Um, so what do, you, what do you think about that, Michael? How's that make you feel? Well, I mean, like, uh, just looking back to Adepticon and some of the events that we've actually played in, that was pretty much in effect already. So now that they... And, you know, honestly, they had email FAQ'd it, you know? They, the intern typed up an FAQ to somebody, and then somebody laminated that and framed it and, you know, took it to every event to show that, like, hey, look, Forge World emailed me back and said I could take a night. And so it's... Now that it's actually in the book... Like, it was never a problem for me. It was never a problem that I saw. It was always, you know, pretty good to me. Like, hey, yeah, you take a night, have fun with it, take it as your little war. So now just uh, it actually being in the book just solidifies it, and 
you can now it's more of a you don't have to ask ahead when you're going to go play an event or anything like that if uh you'll just know that you're going to face knights so right well the big change for me was that blood angel tank i built i can now officially run it as a bane blade and the internet can suck it i don't have to hear it anymore about well this and that and that's not an imperial armor book or it is or isn't like all that crap we talked about so now it's a blood angel bane blade it's 100 percent legal quit your whining so <laughs> it can have all the assault cannons it can yeah. do whatever it wants it can do whatever it wants it can drive up walls it can fuck your wife it can do whatever it wants because you a, can't stop it one of the funny things i do also like about the uh, macarius and the crassus they have to put in there like the little the little blurb it's like hey yeah, like, yeah we we know <laughs> we don't want an email we don't <laughs> we want an email we get we it understand <laughs> Yeah, which is actually, it is kind of cool that they thought ahead because they knew, well, somebody's going to bitch about this. Let's just put a little one-line thing in there, which is actually pretty neat. So it shows that they're thinking about that. Um, the other thing that I really, really like about this, which I don't know if we talked about it live on the show, but me and you've talked about it. My favorite plane in 30K, my favorite thing, is the Avenger Strike Fighter. So now, as a Marine player, I have access to that bad boy. So... Beware if you play me. I will have that thing in lists. I promise you. I love that thing. It's a, it's like a Stuka dive bomber had sex with an A-10 Warthog. It's the coolest thing ever. I love it. So With battle servitors. With the battle servitor. So anyway, so that's that big change. So then the, uh, the next thing I noticed is they cleaned up the Master of the Legion rule. Um, it was kind of worded goofy before. Like there was always a lot of questions. New players always really struggled with that. Can I take more than one right of war? You know, the whole thousand points thing. Uh, the way it was worded, it, uh, the biggest change to that is the way it was worded before. In order to to use the Master of the Legion rule, the guy who had Master of the Legion had to be your warlord. Right. Which now, he no longer has to be your warlord to use the right of war. It just says he must, you know, if any model is part of the army list that has the rule then you can use it. So just throw an example out there. I'm sure there's others, but my big example for that is I always wanted to use Cassin Dracos as my salamander in my salamander army and run orbital assault. But if I, and he has got a really, really cool warlord trait. So, but what sucked is I couldn't just take him as my warlord because he doesn't have master of the Legion. So I'd always have to take a secondary character to get master of the Legion and then I'd have to just roll on the Warlord trait instead of using Cassandracos Warlord trait that I wanted to use. So now I'll be able to do both. I can take Cassandracos, making my Warlord, and then just have a guy in the list that has Master of the Legion. Hell yeah. Perfect. So now uh, the Master of the Legion rule also gives you the ability to re-roll your Warlord trait. Now you do only get that ability from Master of the Legion if he is your Warlord. So to clarify... As it stands now, you only have to be part of the list to pick a right of war, but you have to actually be the warlord to get the reroll on the warlord table. So, no big deal. So, what do you think about that? No big deal, man. I mean, pretty simple. Like, it really yeah. seems like they simplified the rules. Just right, right. It, they just basically cleaned it up. I mean, it's a positive thing. It's going to be easier for new people to get into the game to understand what's going on, which is always a good thing. So. The next thing I noticed is, I don't know if you, in the old Red Book list, Tartaros Terminator armor was never listed as an option for characters. It just said Terminator armor and Cataphracty armor. And I think they had to put something in the FAQ or whatever um, that says 
Tartarus is actually an option. So now all the like characters, like the consoles and Praetor, it actually lists Tartarus armor in their option. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. You could obviously take it before, but now, once again, for new players, people coming in, people not used to it, it's it's right there, plain as day. And they still left the Terminator armor option. Yeah, so if you exactly. Want, if you want to run generic Terminator armor with no benefits, I don't know why you would for the exact same points, Aesthetics, but you, you can. Yeah. I mean, I would still just call it Tartaros and get the extra <laughs> rule for no points, but that's just me. So, anyway, they fixed that. Um, consoles have the support officer rule in their entry, which before it was only in the FAQ. So once again, new players coming in that only had the book that didn't, you know, clo- you know, check over the FAQ too closely, um, didn't know about the support officer thing. Like, and they would, you would see a lot of lists. Like people would send me a list all the time to review, and they'd always have like Primus Medicaid as their only HQ, and that was like, I've seen that I can't tell you how many times. So maybe. You won't see that as often now, which is good. Um, in the librarian entry, they included the demonology uh, ruling from book five, I believe, where the word bearers gained access to malefic demonology and no one else did. And they discuss how malefic demonology integrates into 30K. That was in the FAQ and in book five. Now it's in the standard army list book, which once, once again, to repeat myself a million times, new people coming in or whatever, it's always good to have all the rules in one place where you don't have to dig through several books to have it. Um, me and Michael actually went through that the last time we recorded. He was discussing a list idea, and we had to dig out like three books just to figure it out. So this book would have saved our bacon on that. Um, so all that is just rules cleanup. So the next thing is actually a change. So the Primus Medicaid went up 10 points. So it used to be a 35-point upgrade. Now it's a 45-point upgrade. He also lost access to uh, a power fist, a chain fist, a boarding shield, um, or paired lightning claw. So he can still take a single lightning claw, but can't take paired. Um, so how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, a lot of the lists that we reviewed, a lot of the people would actually run that apothecary with the boarding shield or the combat shield to get that defensive grenade. And I think they, they would do that or like just to match a breacher squad. Cause you know what yeah. I mean? Just to throw the guy in to be fluffy. So, and then, uh, there was also that one list where that dude had the, the chain fist on his apothecary. Remember we were making fun of him, like ripping yeah. The, yeah. the gene seed out. Well, I'm not going to, I have one on my, um, uh, my fire Drake. I have a fire Drake unit. And when I used to run a Primus Medicaid with them, I built a cataphract determinator guy, um, as an, as a Primus Medicaid and gave him a chain fist. But it was more just because I modeled the Narthesium, which has like a little chainsaw underneath of it. And I didn't feel like putting a weapon in there. So I'm like, I'll just call this a chain fist because he has the option. So I'm like, he can cut the Terminator off the guy to operate on him or whatever. Oh, so He's going to get that gene seed. <laughs> going to get it. You can't hide your gene seed from me. Give me your seed. Um, so anyway, th- this makes a lot of sense. So if you think about it, like your buddy gets shot. He's trying to hold his guts in. You got to work on him. And you got a power fist on one arm and a boarding shield on the other. So how's that going to work? How are you going to operate on that guy? Somebody, somebody listened to that podcast and <laughs> like listened to us talking about him ripping people open and getting that gene seat out. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, so, fuck, anyway, I mean, this honestly, this makes a lot of sense from a uh, fluff standpoint. 
I mean, if you have paired lightning claws, I mean, come on, really? Like, how are you going to work on somebody? <laughs> you're going to cause way more harm than good. You're going to get so, in there. <laughs> so anyway, that that's a change. So the chaplain, the Space Marine chaplain now um, causes fear. So he's exactly the same as before, but causes fear, no points increased. I thought that was a pretty cool change, especially because there is uh, obviously no, they shall know no fear in 30K, so there's not near as many units immune to that. So not only are you going to get the rerolls to hit, but if they fail that fear check, they're going to go down to weapon skill one, which could really be a huge buff in a round of combat. So what do you think about that? Yeah, especially when there's a chaplain involved in that combat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so It's just stacking, stacking ability. So the chaplain, better than ever, good change. So the Vigilator, um, I don't know if these were in the FAQ or not. Um, they may have been, but this is actually, it's different from the Red Book, the original Red Book to the new one. The Vigilator gained Precision Shot and also his Sabotage ability. It's unchanged other than before you had to roll a D6 and it only worked on a 2+. plus. Now it just works automatically. So they got rid of that die roll. So in case you like, we're really bad about fuck ending dice rolls like some of my friends are that roll ones all the time in critical situations. Now you don't have to worry about that. It just automatically works. <laughs> so probably a good change there. Um, the more attack, <laughs> I was laughing about this. I, I don't like it took them so long to get the bugs worked out of this rule. Like, it's like, come on, man. It was like, I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if they had like, Alan Bly wrote the rule, and then you had some intern that kept fucking it up every time it went to the printer, or what would happen. But this is the fourth incarnation of the rule, and they finally got it right. They finally have chain fire fixed. That it's future proofed. You can't bust it. It is what it is. So the way chain fire works now, it works just like before, where you can continually roll to hit. Except now it has a cap of twelve hits combined out of both pistols. So you can only score 12 hits regardless of the number of pistols you have or whatever, and then it shuts off. Um, the way the overheat used to work was, so you had plasma pistols, it's still overheated on a, on a one or a two, but a two still counted as a hit, even though it did overheat, so it continued to chain fire. Now, when it overheats, it shuts off um, regardless. So if you roll a two with the more attack, the, the plasma pistol will still hit, but then the chain fire attack will stop. Um, the other way it changed was if you have a weapon that does not at all roll to hit like a hand flamer with blood angels, it, the chain fire rule just simply does not work for it. So what do you think about that? I see you got your book out. He's double checking me. He's double checking me. No, no, no. This is, this is me checking on Cadis to see if, Cadis... ah, he's got to check on his buddy. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's I'll wait on you. You're right there. I see Corax's picture with his Thalsa Dune haircut. Nope. He's got the special rule chain fire, which has to be looked up. So he got nerfed too. Oh so, so no. Mijito, Kadis got he got he got nerfed the nerf the nerf bat as well. Nerf so bat as well. They got so they only, got all only the more twelve attacks. hits. <laughs> only twelve hits. That's all he gets. Man, dude, um, I, I was getting thirty six plus on that with that uh uh independent character preferred enemy on him but right right well you used to be able uh it was a good change man because with alpha legion if you take alpharius you could get preferred enemy everything on all your units so you could run a more attack in there and do the same thing well he could they couldn't uh that, that was the thing about more though they couldn't get uh the benefits from legion of stardust rules 
or they couldn't get benefits from the army. Uh, so, like, Cadus Next did not have that rule. That's the only reason why, like, Cadus could get preferred enemy. Well, what though the word bearer one was all independent characters in your army just gain preferred enemy. So, the Moritad himself, it wasn't like he was benefit, like, wasn't like, oh, I'm attached to this and now I'm getting this rule. It was straight up, he gave the rule specifically to him. So, I don't, I don't know. know. They they busted him. It now. doesn't matter now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's shit out of luck now. Well, does he still have the uh, the the Naga Naga not gonna work here anymore anyway? <laughs> so that I mean that that makes it's like they you're you're right. This time around they fixed El Moritat. Yeah. Uh, let me see. He needed it. That was always a stupid rule. And I've said I my recommendation originally was just make pistols assault six. So they must have read my mind because now it's just twelve hitch combined. Because my idea, when I and you can ask any of my friends, I just kept saying I don't know why they didn't just make chain fire makes all pistols that a Mortad has assault six been done with it, but they basically did the same thing in a different way. So good on them. So the next thing they added, they added the new console types that were just scattered throughout the books, like the the Herald and all that, the Pravian, all that is now in this book, which is good. That's to be expected. They added the Damocles in here, to be expected. Um, the next thing that actually changed was the Command Squad. So the Command Squad used to be 100 points for three dudes, including the Standard Bearer, and then the additional guys, I believe, were 20 apiece. So now the, the enti- all the rules and everything for the unit are unchanged, but the Command Squad is now 25 points cheaper for the base three guys, so they're only 75 points. And then the additional two guys that you can buy are five points cheaper. So I feel like this was a needed change. Those guys were uh, too expensive for what they did. So this this 35 points cheaper for the five-man squad is, you know, I, I think that's a pretty pretty good change. What do you think? Oh, man, I guess I should look forward to you running this unit now. Uh, I don't know because <laughs> I, 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 I've ran them before. I actually have one painted up on bike, but when you put these guys on bike, it's still 20 points additional for the each guy, so it's 100 extra points to put them on bike. It is pretty sweet because they have artificer armor, so you can get outriders with a whole outrider squad with a 2-plus save, which is pretty sweet. But... I just got so sick of my asshole friends shooting them with Typhons and it not mattering. <laughs> that I quit running. <laughs> they were like, get the guy with the flag. So, boom. boom. So, anyway, I don't know. They may see a comeback. I got the unit. It's all painted up. They look cool. I'll probably still run them. Um, so, veteran tax. So, the, the next thing that changed, this is one of my favorite changes. Um, if you guys go back and listen to our episode when i did tactical marines for like beginner people like if you have a betrayal calf and what to do with all your tack marines we went we really really went over veteran tax there um so i believe all those tactics i went over in that should still work for the most part um the big changes so these guys changed rules changed and points changed so they're now 25 points cheaper base so when you buy those first five guys they're 25 points cheaper than they used to be so they're down to 100 points and then each additional Marine you buy is three points cheaper. So they used to be 15 a guy, and now they're 12. So for the additional five guys, it's only 60 points. So that means a full 10-man t- veteran tax squad is now only 160 points. So that's really sweet. Um, they can still buy melt-bombs. They still have all the options. 
that they used to have. They did add in the options that were in the FAQ, but not in the old red book. So like the, um, the lightning claw and the flamer and all that, that didn't work, that weren't in the old book are in the new book, which is good. The, so rules wise. So the, one of the big changes is any member of the squad can now take a combi weapon for 10 points. So it used to be only the sergeant could take a combi weapon. Now they can all take a combi weapon. So why that's, even better now is they change their veteran skills. So they used to be like, you know, they would give you like a, basically a generic uh, universal special rule. Like you could get furious charge, a sniper and all that. So now they've changed all that. Um, so let's go through them real quick. Hang on. Let me find them. I got ahead of myself and I got it right oh, here. here for me, if you want to start. I got it right here. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so, um, so they, they now, instead of the old rules, they have resolve. So if you choose resolve, the unit will gain stubborn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, weapon masters. So if you choose weapon master, they gain plus one weapon skill. So this one's kind of a replacement for furious charge. Um, I know this from playing dark Eldar, dark Eldar have combat drugs and you, you could, if on the combat drug chart, you could get plus one attack, plus one strength or plus one weapon skill. Plus one to any of those things mathematically work out the same. So used to have furious charge, which was plus one strength, but only on the turn you charged. So this, instead of plus one strength, you get plus one weapon skill. It's going to work out the same math wise when fighting somebody that's a lower weapon skill than you, but you're going to get it every turn. So I guess in a lot of ways it's a stealth buff, but I guess it could, it's going to be better than it used to be more often than not. But in some situations it will be a little worse, but I like the change. Uh, this is a really big change. So instead of tank hunters, you can now take machine killers. So <laughs> machine killers, the unit gains plus one on their armor penetration rolls. So this is the shit. Because now, those melta guns that are in your unit that get all sad panda because everybody runs armor 14 land raiders and spartans with ceramite, you don't ever get to do anything with them, now can go, oh cool, and just punch right through the side of it because they're essentially strength nine. And you can actually get an explodes result, which is really sweet. And then you combine that with the fact that if you want to really spend a lot of points, you could run like a whole unit of 10 dudes with combi meltas and just come in in a drop pot or something, just smash the shit out of a Spartan, which would be pretty right on. All day, every day. So I like that. Um, the next one is Marksman. So if you guys listen to the show, you know I'm assessed with uh, Sniper Vets. So... Marksman is they gain sniper, so it's same as before, but on top of that, they now gain outflank, which, you know, it, I'm getting a little bit hard right now. It looks like Gonzo's nose in my underwear right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway, the unit gets outflank and sniper, which is awesome. I love it. The last one is very confusing to me, and I'll tell you why it's confusing. So, you can take Xenobane. The unit may reroll to wound rolls against monstrous creatures and gargantuan monstrous creatures. Here's why that's confusing to me. What monstrous creature or gargantuan monstrous creature has a toughness value of six, of, of less than six, five or less? Is there one? I don't Do you know so. of one? No. So the problem with that is, so you re-roll rolls to wound against them, but you're going to need sixes, right? Mm -hmm. So 
in what universe would Sniper not be better wounding on fours all the time against everything, including monstrous creatures? I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't either. So <laughs> I guess against gargantuan monstrous creatures, which I've not seen one yet in 30k, because poison and sniper only works on a six plus, you'll get to re-roll your needing a six with Xenobane, but if it's tough eight or higher, you can't even wound it anyway. So I don't know. Confusing. But anyway, that's my little rant on that. So I really, really, really like these guys. So they were good before. I used them before. Some people kind of poo-pooed them, but I always thought they were really flexible. They were one of the more flexible units, so now they're even better. So the next thing that I noticed and is that Destroyers did not change at all, which I wrote on my uh, notes. Boo! With like eight exclamation points because <laughs> it's bullshit. It's like one of the most baffling changes, quote unquote changes to this book is that these guys did not change. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would have just drew a little sad face because the models are dope. Like just well, and the idea behind them are cool. It's like I got these like if you listen to like Betrayer and shit, like that World Eater guy Skane, the Destroyer Sergeant, he's one of the best characters in that book. Fuck yeah, they're just like badasses. Like Destroyers are like the Lieutenant Dan's of the. <laughs> Yeah, the, like you, they're like the guys that smoke cigarettes with tattoos on their neck. They're just like cool dudes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Have you, like, did you ever play StarCraft? No. Like, oh, okay. No. I know what it is. So like, I know the Koreans type ki 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 and Zerg Rush and all that shit. Okay, so like the with the StarCraft guys, they're all okay. inmates, and so they're okay. all like like when they get put in their armor, it's like they're basically they get to run free and like just go fight. Like, they're just inmates indentured in their fucking armor. And then, like, uh, well, every time I think of destroyers, I think of those, like, StarCraft, like, space marines who are just these, like, badass who, like, have their armor decorated all fucking weird and all this stuff. And, like, they're just like, whatever. Like, (laughs) what do you want us to do? Okay. We'll knock it out. Come on, boys. Like, nobody sits with them at the lunch table. Right. So anyway, it's it's depressing to me that these guys did not change. So kind of kind of sad about that, but it is what it is. So moving on. So Terminators, um, they're they're the okay. So here's the weird thing about Terminators. So if you have the enhanced copy of the book with the clickable hyperlinks, uh, Terminators don't have any dedicated transport options listed, which I'm ninety nine percent sure is a typo. <laughs> so if you have the ebook version, the cheaper version, they still have all their dedicated transport options. So one of those two is correct. I'm betting on the fact that they actually still have transport options. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, whichever way that means they sell more models is the way you should go. And I'm thinking making transports viable is right. Probably. So the other change I noticed was Terminators can take a dread claw as a dedicated transport now they're five models or less so you don't have to waste a fast attack slot if you want to put them in a dread claw you can just get one now in their entry in the ebook it says death claw not mm-hmm. a dread claw so i don't know what a death claw is there's De- not a unit entry the fallout 4 death claw that's what yeah that's what somebody was saying <laughs> I, don't, I don't play video games so but yeah you're the second person to make that joke so 
Yes. So if you know of a unit entry of a Death Claw, Terminators can now take it. I'm going to assume that they meant Dread Claw. So in my mind, it's going to be Terminators riding Death Claws. So Death Claws. <laughs> so that was the only change. Uh, is they either get no transports or they get one added, depending on which book you have, I guess. Um, so Tech Marines. So Tech Marines are now ten points cheaper, and the servitors that you can take with a tech marine they're if they take a rotor cannon, um, they went down five points. So the option for the rotor cannons on them went down five points. They also, uh, the biggest change in them was they gained access to multi-meltas, heavy bolters and missile launchers on the servitors. And the missile launchers on there can be upgraded to have rad missiles as well. So it's another unit that can take rad missiles. Sweet kind of neat so you can have some creepy servitor guys with some radiation missiles if you're into that kind of thing that sounds like a tim for my horse thing if i've ever heard one what do you think <laughs> oh yeah all day all day so all, all you death guard players out there yeah there's another one uh so that's kind of cool um yeah so that's a change and the servitor models that you could you have in 40k that are armed with uh the heavy bolter multi-melter you can actually use them in 30k now which is kind of neat so another big change Coming up is the Apothecary. So Apothecaries can now, they used to have like this big bullshit list of units that they could change and then they'd come out with new stuff and then they'd have to put it in FAQ that, hey, these new units, Apothecaries can join them and this and that. It was kind of a pain in the ass. So now they did away with all that and future-proofed it again and just said, hey, they can join every unit that's not in Terminator armor and not a demon. (laughs) Boom. So... That's pretty good. Um, Or any infantry unit, sorry. So the other thing that's a big change in them is for 15 points, they can take a jump pack. And for 20 points, they can take a bike. And if you upgrade them to a jump pack, they can then join jump infantry units. And if you upgrade them to a bike, they can now join bike units. So That needed to happen. That needed to happen. So... Good change. Good changes all around. The The only thing that made me a little sad, like, but you can't really look at gift forks in the mouth, is it's one of those where it says the apothecary may take one of the following and bike, jump pack are on there, which makes sense. But the third thing that's on there is artificer armor, which sort of sucks. So you can't, like, have artificer armor and a bike or artificer armor and a jump pack. You can only have one of those things. No bikes and jump pack. You can't have a big rocket back on your bike either. Like, Okay, I I know that we're discussing the book, but like, what what's the thought process behind that? Like, when you get upgraded to apothecary, they're like, "All right, cool, pick one of these things." You have three hundred tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's like showbiz. He's played skee ball. He's like, I'm a I'm a fucking pro skee ball player. Here's my. 10,000 tickets, give me a motorcycle and a plastic spider ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what, what's the, what happened there? Like, I want that Hello Kitty necklace, some of those erasers, the, the <laughs> troll erasers for my pins. <laughs> and that badass, that bitchin'-ass Outrider bike. <laughs> well, also, yeah. notice, folks, I said showbiz. You can keep that Chuck E. Cheese shit. I'm rolling it old school. I remember showbiz. 
with the like swamp bear and you went and it was all <laughs> shitty and the bear was all moldy like the metal metal skin was like or the metal skeleton was like showing through the shitty like bear costume it was so old and wore out smelled all like mold and stuff Pretty dude you, you have no idea we had a showbiz pizza right and yeah. uh josh and zach you know josh and zach are brothers yeah well, Zach was taken to showbiz and told <laughs> that it was Chuck E. Cheese. And so, oh, shit. Like, it's, it's a whole thing. It's in, it's in a past podcast or whatever. We'll talk about it on our next podcast, I promise. Okay, but it's, okay. We'll get into that. <laughs> so, yeah, we used to have a showbiz, and then it became a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, all right. <laughs> but anyway, so where was that? Okay, so Apothecary. So, yeah, that's a good change. The other, the cool thing I like about this for me personally is now I can take five Blood Angel assault cannon attack bikes and then put an apothecary in there. But the big thing is the apothecary can take an augury scanner. So that's right. When you try to drop pot in on me, you're going to get assault cannoned to the face. <laughs> so I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, so anyway, that changed. So dreadnoughts. So. All the dreadnoughts, like all like Contemptor, Contemptor Mortis, Normal Mortis, Shoebox Dread, all that shit. Um, it they put all the FAQ changes like in the book, which is good because it was confusing. You'd have to go back and forth because they changed a lot of their stats. Like a lot of them, they messed around with the weapon skill, ballistic skill, and then they all got changed attack. So now you don't need like a printed FAQ page and. You know, and the same thing with the, the twin link Volkite Colvarin was different. Like all that shit is now in one spot in the book. You don't have to have anything else, so makes it nice. So beyond that, extra arm any any of the dreadnoughts that could take extra armor, uh, or and or hunter killer missiles, those options both used to be ten points apiece. Now they are only five points. So they can take five point hunter killers if they can take them. And extra armor is uh, only five points now. So the shoebox dreads that that works for uh, contemptors can't take hunter killers, but they can take extra armor for five points less. Um, all that stuff. So the same thing with the mortis and the contemptor mortis and all that. So just cheaper on a few upgrades. So what do you think about that? I mean, pretty much the same. It's nice to have all the rules in one spot. Yeah, I mean that was a, an issue. Um, I did have to have multiple sheets in front of me every time I ran my dreadnought. So pretty nice. Thank yep. you, Forge World, for that one. <laughs> so uh, next change is your basic tactical squad. So your basic tactical squad went down 25 points for the base 10 guys. They're the same points cost on the back end. So now you get a 10-man squad for 125 or a 20-man squad for 225. Uh, other than that, they're unchanged. So what do you think about that? Fine with me. I'm not complaining. You're not complaining. Free points. So <laughs> I like the change. I mean, I did, I mean, I was fine with them at 150, but they were kind of one of those things like you would just take as a tax just to take the rest of your army and then just kind of hope that maybe at the end of the game they were alive to jump on an objective. You didn't really do much with them. The fact that they're cheap now or cheaper, I don't know. Like it, even though it's only 25 points, it actually like it, it feels, feels good. You know what I mean? Like now it's like, I don't know. 
You can like, buy, you can know. use that. You can use that points for like other fun stuff, dude. Like it's it's like they, yeah. they reduce the tax. It's like it's like we got a tax break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can't but, complain. So I mean they were they were fine either way, but it is is nice to see them a little cheaper. So assault marines. The big so one. assault marines <laughs> they went down seventy five points for the base ten guys. Um, and then on top of that, if you buy additional guys for the squad, they are two points cheaper per model. So now they were 175 points for the base 10. So here's the thing. Still not cheap enough. That being said, they are playable now. It's not, it's not like wearing sweatpants in public. Like we used to joke about that. You've given up on life and you just want to get beat every game. Now it's just more like wearing I don't know, like corduroy pants or something. Like you're not totally quit on life, but you kind of still don't give a fuck what other people think. I guess that kind of thing. It's like wearing an untucked dress shirt. Like yeah, you tried. Yeah, yeah, you tried, but it's just not there. Yeah, that's T- exactly. Tuck what it's it in. Like. It's it's not ironed. You didn't even iron it. <laughs> so these guys aren't like, they're not the worst unit anymore. I can't like totally hammer on them. Uh, we'll get there. But Recon Marines, I think, took that title. Um, so I don't know the, I still don't think they're cheap enough. I think they probably, like if they're going to leave them, at, if they're going to only drop them to 175, they probably should have gave them free melt bombs, like free melt bombs for the unit at this point's cost, I think makes sense. Like would have been made like that would have been ideal. Um, this is obviously a step in the right direction. You can't bitch about it too much, but I still think and anybody I talk to that I feel like is a pretty good player and knows the game really well and played lots of games, they seem to agree with me that a tactical Marine is just better than an assault Marine. Like if we were playing Age of Sigmar style and there were no points and you just had rules to look at, but you could only choose one or the other, you would still take that tactical Marine. So to me, it's weird that, that yeah, they dropped them, but then we just talked about they dropped tactical Marines too. So yes, they are cheaper, but there's still a pretty, you know, wide points gap between them and tacticals. So you're really just gonna have to love the fluff of assault marines, or really know how to use them, or really have a cool list idea to take these guys still. But like I said, they're not as bad. They're not like, you know what I mean? I've got I've got thirty of them ready to go, just waiting for this little drop right here. So well, there you go. Well, now you can play them and not feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my little piece on that. Um, I'll, I I actually have 20 of them for my Blood Angels as well. Um, I have the backpacks magnetized so I can run them as several things. But um, I'll probably use them. I'm really hoping that Blood Angels, when their specialty units come out, they get some pretty cool jump pack specialty units. And I'll probably try. Uh, I now don't feel so bad about trying out that uh, Day of Revelation right of war. So pretty pumped. So next thing that changed were breachers. So these are this is one of the things that really like made me scratch my head. So breachers only went down twenty five points for the base ten guys, which once again I don't feel like that's enough points, but it is in the right direction. Now where it gets confusing is on the back end when you buy additional guys. The additional guys went up five points a model. So this is weird because. If you buy a 10-man squad, if you buy between 10 and 14, they're cheaper than they used to be. 
if you buy 15 on the nose, they're the same points. And if you buy 16 or more, they're more expensive than they used to be, which was already too many points. So I don't know. I, I was told behind the scenes from people in the know that a lot of these changes were to bring a little more balance to where people would run more infantry and less tanks because a lot of 30 K games turn into a big parking lot Mm -hmm. and they wanted to open it up to where you saw people running like big, you know, squads of Marines on foot. And I think this is very counterintuitive to that because this is just telling me, Hey, run a minimum squad, put them in a Rhino or, you know, whatever. So I'm kind of confused by it. What do you think? Run some infantry, but not too many infantry. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess if you're gonna if you're into running small squads of them or zone mortalis, it's a very positive. I mean, it's it's you know cheaper. I still don't think it's cheap enough, but it is what it is. If you ran big squads, uh, it's not looking good for you. Um, so the next thing that changed was tactical support marines. So tactical support marines, the cool thing is now they can, for two points a guy, buy the extra close combat weapon just like tactical marines can, which is pretty neat. So if you build your Betrayal at Kalth box dudes and you have all those extra flavors or whatever and you want to glue all the swords on their belt, you can do that now, um, which is pretty handy. Also, they changed in the fact that rotor cannons and Volkite chargers are now free. So you can have a flamer, a guys with flamers, guys with rotor cannons, or guys with Volkite chargers all for free. All the other uh, upgrades stayed the same points. So what do you think about that? I I mean, the rotor cannons for free thing is kind of cool. I mean, I don't think we're going to see any more of them, but it is pretty cool. The I think we'll see Volkite chargers. Oh, I, no, absolutely. Definitely see Volkite chargers, especially now they're free. But the rotor cannon thing, not so much. But I like I like that they did it. Yeah, um, I like the uh, the the extra close combat weapons is going to be really good. So like, imagine if you were doing somebody that fights good in close combat. So we don't know Space Wolf rules, but you could run them as Furious Charge or whatever. Um, or if you had Ultramarines, where Gilliman can pick a special rule and give it to guys, like you could pick Counterattack or something. Um, Blood Angels, which gets the bonus to wound. Um, Emperor's Children, which get cool assault rules. Uh, what's the uh, World Eaters? So now you could like, you know, shoot the shit out of somebody with Volkat Chargers and then charge in and you know, B three attacks a guy. Or if you get assaulted, you're going to be two attacks standing still. I feel like that's a really good change for guys that a lot of their weapons are short range, like flamers or whatever. Like flamer guys now, like you're going to get wall of death, and then when you get there, they're still going to be two two base attacks per guy. It's great. I mean, I feel like it's going to be good, so I like it. Um, Recon Marines. So Recon Marines are unchanged other than they are 25 points cheaper on the front end. I have never figured out how to use these guys or where they fit in or why you would take them, what army. Like, I just, I don't get it. I played 40K and 30K for a really long time, and I just do not understand these guys. Have you ever tried to use them? No, I've only played Raven Guard, and we had Infiltrate already, so we didn't really need the recon. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and I also I'll just say it right now: sniper weapons make me more upset than probably anything in the 40k or 30k universe. In real life, 
they're like this absolutely terrifying thing that if you talk to any real life soldier, it's like one of their worst fears is coming under sniper fire. And the fact that how, how like can pin you down and you can have this one guy like hold a whole platoon at bay just because of the psychological aspect of it and all that. And they're real precise, but then sniper rifles are so goddamn awful (laughs) in practice in the game. They are far worse than a bolter. The only guns that we can think that are arguably worse are like some pistol weapons, like bolt pistols, maybe, and like las guns. But the fact that they're a five point upgrade is laughable. It should be like a minus five point upgrade. Like, oh shit. Like, I'll take the sniper rifles on them to make them cheaper. Like, <laughs> I just don't. They only wound on a four up. They're just terrible. Like, I, and they're heavy. Uh, they're just bad. So, I don't know. Uh, that's just, I had to get that out because I hate sniper rifles. Like, I just think that they're one of the dumbest weapon systems in the game, rules wise. Yeah, if they were all like the Exodus rifle, I think uh, that's how I envision sniper rifles. Well, or like in 40K, like Tau, like their sniper rifle is just like strength six. You know what I mean? Like it still has the sniper rule and shit, but it has like an actual strength value. And then like Necron, the Necron guys have a rapid fire weapon with sniper. Like it's, that's pretty cool. But just having a heavy one gun that only ends wounds on a four up, it just, I don't know, it sucks. I'm not a fan. Whenever I think heavy one sniper rifle, I always think of that uh, sniper rifle from the Empire box kit. You know, the one where it's like the big rifle with like the stand? Yeah. Like that. that's how I envision sniper rifles profile. Like just this like thing that sits there and like have to like, like a musket. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's just not good. So anyway, moving on, get, getting away from that rant. So rhinos are unchanged but they do get um they get the their hunter killers and extra armor all and combi weapon and the head panel heavy bolter and the panel heavy flamer all got five points cheaper so if you took or want to take any of those upgrades on your rhino they are all five points cheaper they also gained access to a 15 point pintle mounted multi-melta so what do you think about that uh that's very nice for me because i play raven guard and infiltrating multi-meltas is very terrifying for anybody's army so yeah same thing we both play blood angels too so now your uh assault cannon rhinos got five points cheaper because the heavy flamer swipe was cheaper so yeah i like it i like the change the put being able to put a multi-melt on it actually makes it kind of scary because like if you just have a rhino with a combi bolter eh, you know what i mean like that's that's what i ran in my uh my god slayer list it was three rhinos jumping at you with combi melters and it was just like a free melta shot but now i can throw a multi-melt on there and yeah it extends the range, and then you get it every turn if they don't kill it. It mm. makes them where they have to deal with the rhino. They can't just ignore it. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. like I, I like it. I like it. I like it. So, next change. So, drop pods. 
So they brought the drop the rules for drop assault. They basically cleaned the rules up and brought them more in line with the 40k version of the rules. And when I say 40k version, I mean the 40k version that's in the current Space Marine Codex, not the absolute debacle that is the drop pod rules in the FAQ that are a mess and made things way worse than they were originally with the Shiburai just left alone. So that's really all that changed on those. Uh, Dreadnought drop pod. Michael has one in his hand right now. So this is probably going to make him a little depressed. Yeah, there's so, there's there's seven on my desk. Let me just start by saying there are seven unassembled Dreadnought drop pods sitting on my desk right now. And then I, yeah. got, then I got this. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so... They went up 35 points a model. So they are now 100 points. Which wouldn't be terrible, except now they don't protect you from shooting. You can just shoot. like So you can leave the Dreadnought in it like you used to. It doesn't have to disembark. But even though it's still embarked in a transport, they can still target whatever is embarked in it separate from the drop pod. So... I don't like this change. I feel like they should have done one or the other. If they were going to make it to to where you can shoot the dreadnought, fine. Then still leave it, you know, sixty five points. Um, or they could have left it the old way, where you basically got the benefit of them having to kill the drop pod around you, and then gave it the points bump. But to do both to it, I mean, it just like I don't under like. There's no reason to take them anymore. What do you think? It sucks. I mean, hands down. I get why they did it. Like, there are much better dreadnoughts out there now that can take these type of transports. Leviathan. Uh, and, like, I un- I understand they wanted to take that 65-point void shield away from dreadnoughts, but, uh, you know, I just... I think it just went too far, though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, do one or the other. Yeah, no, exactly. I... They did. They definitely went too far with it. Yeah. Like it's like yes, I could have taken some lashings, but you didn't have to. Like, you you killed it. You beat your kid to death. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. It's one of the one of the few things in here I don't agree with at all. Um. So anyway, not a fan of that. Uh. So the next thing that changed was so seekers. So this is another one that is head scratching, kind of like the uh, breacher guys. So Seeker's base points on Seeker's went down by 20 points. So if you just buy a five-man squad, they're 20 points cheaper. But the additional guys went up five points a model. So if you have five guys, five to, what is it? It's I think it's five to eight guys. They're cheaper. If you buy nine guys, they're the exact same points as they were before. If you have a full 10-man squad, they are now five points more expensive. So... I don't really know why. Um, I found <laughs> this is how you know I'm thorough. The sergeant can now take a lightning claw. He didn't used to be able to. For so if you points. really, if you really, really, really wanted to put a lightning claw on a secret sergeant, now nah, you can. Your dreams have come true. Um, they also <laughs> gained a precision shot and implacable advance, which I believe they had via the FAQ. But once again, they actually put it in print now so if you don't 
you know, if you weren't good about checking that or new player, it's now right in the entry. So what do you think about this changes? Uh, I've, I've always liked Seeker squads, um, but, I mean, really, just the fact that I was actually afraid they were going to lose Implacable Advance just because um, the Age of Darkness book that came out for the Istvan uh, armies, they lost it after the FAQ, and then they had to bring it back in the new FAQ. So it was FAQ, had it, lost it in the book, and then regained it back in FAQ. I was really afraid they were going to lose it again with the release, but they got it now. So I'm happy with it. I like Seeker Squad, so. Are you, I mean, are you fine with the points? I mean, I guess if you take a full 10-man unit, it's only five points for so, I mean, it's negligible. I just, I felt like they could have been a little cheaper, like, they could have just left the additional guys the same points and just gave them a 20-point downgrade, and they just would have been 20 points cheaper. I think that probably would have been a better way to go about it. I'm totally fine with the points. Okay. Well, anyway, so there you have it. Um, so, the Lightning Strike Fighter... Um, the base points of the plane are the same, but some of the upgrades change. So Sun Fury missiles and Kraken Penetrator missiles each went up 10 points. So Krakens are now 35 and Sun Furies are now 25. Is that right? Sun Furies are 25 and Kraken are 35. Yep. They used to be 25 and 15, respectively. Now the bombs, on the other hand, the Storm Charges and the Phosphex bombs went down 10 points. So... I mean, if you're if you like load like just sticking as many krakens as you can on there, which a lot of people do, it's a little bit more expensive, but that's okay because the Spartans that you're going to be shooting at are going to be a little bit more expensive. So, it we'll get there when we get there. But I don't think it's a terrible change. I mean, I think it's pretty negligible. You're very likely to have with the the points changes to other things. You're likely to, you know, say you have if you have a single tactical squad in your army, you're going to gain 25 points. And then putting two racks of Krakens on your Lightning are going to be 20 extra points. So it's going to most likely be a wash. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, really, the only reason I've ever seen anybody use a Lightning is to bring all the Kraken penetrators. And so if you're not happy with the point increase, then uh, just go use the Avenger point cost. <laughs> and you can you can buy the cheap shit. <laughs> yeah. Now it is a lower ballistic skill because this thing is four, and then with ground tracking it goes to five, where the Avengers one less. So it, I personally, especially on a one-shot weapon, I hope that they don't change the Krakens on the other one because I think it makes sense to be a little cheaper on a you know shittier ballistic skill. But that's just me. Um, it's well, I've always hated that like shit like Imperial Guardsmen. You used to pay the same points for like a power sword than a marine, but their strength as users, stuff like that. So I like it when they take into consideration that things have different stats for upgrades. Um, but anyway, so next thing that changed were tarantulas. They went up five points base a gun, but they used to have a, a rule that you could buy called forward deployment that used to be five points. So now they just come with forward deployment built in and they're five points. So essentially, you just don't have the option. You just automatically get forward deployment whether you want it or not, and it's just included into the cost of the gun. Other than that, they are unchanged. So I didn't ever use tarantulas, did you? One time. So to me, I don't I don't know. This basically looks the same to me. So If we didn't discuss this section, I wouldn't have known. Okay. 
So uh, the Anvilus. So I actually really like the change to this. So the Anvilus went up 15 points, so it's now 115 instead of 100. But it gained inertial guidance system, and I put next to it maybe, <laughs> maybe in brackets. And the reason I say that is because if you look at it, in the big like box out to the side where it has definitions of all the special rules and how they work, an inertial guidance system is listed, and it's the same rule. But if you look under the special rules of which it has, what do what don't you see? I don't see Anvilus pattern dreadclaw anywhere. I oh, oh. I, I'm sorry, I don't see uh, inertial guidance guidance system anywhere. Yeah, so it's not actually listed in its special rules, but it's listed like in the breakdown of its special rules to the side of it. So I'm hoping that's just a typo and it actually has it. If it actually does have it, which I'm pretty sure it does, I'm fine with the 15 point increase because it not having it, you never got a chance really, in my opinion, to use the where it comes in and it does the flame strike to everyone because that you'd have to place it too close. It was too risky. So you always placed it further back. So you never got the benefit of that rule. So now not only do you get to be riskier where you place it and kind of get it to where you want, but you actually get the benefit of its other rules. So I'm fine with the change for plus 15 points if it actually gets it. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and all the... I'm actually looking at it right now. Because they refer to it as a Dreadclaw everywhere else, but then they say, should a drop pod. But they also added the word. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Has it always been the Anvilus pattern Dreadclaw drop pod? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is a drop pod because it has the drop pod assault rule. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I had to vote on it, I would say it has it. I mean, I think you'd have to be kind of a douchebag to argue that it doesn't have it just because it's not listed there. I mean, it, to me, it's a pretty obvious typo. But there are people out there that like to argue. So, I don't know. If you play me. Or if you're asking me, use it as if it has inertial guidance. And if you do so. run across somebody who doesn't let you play it, take a picture of them and put it on our Facebook wall, and we'll shame them for you. We will make fun of it. I will shoot a video of me pissing on their picture <laughs> in my backyard. I'll lay it on the ground. I'll piss on it. I'll film it. And, yeah, I will. I'll have an so. endless endless loop of that Game of Thrones lady saying Shame. 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 <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why I'm pissing on their picture. Okay, good to go. All right, so <laughs> the next thing that changed were land speeders. So land speeders are now base 10 points cheaper, so they are now 40 points a model. Yep. And they also get 100 killers for 5 points less. So I really like this change. I, th I thought they were good before. I thought they were one of those units that were underused. I think people... Maybe they're just, like, snobby. They're scared of, like, poor people Marines and don't want to buy plastic kits But because I didn't see them very often. But, like, even before, these were one of the few things you could get relentless Graviton guns on. So having, like, five land speeders with Graviton guns, okay. you could be like, hey, fuck your Spartan and just shoot it with all these blast markers. And the cool thing about Graviton guns is if you read the how dangerous and difficult terrain work, you have to take a separate test for each individual piece of terrain and each template counts an individual piece of terrain. So if you stack five of these markers on a Spartan, even if that doesn't kill it through the haywire, which it should, but let's say it lives, 
if it moves, it has to take five dangerous terrain checks. So it's, it's, I think it was really good. Now you can get them for even less points. Um, I also think like dual heavy bolters are good on them or heavy bolter Volkite Colvarin is good on them. Uh, I think these are one of those units that's very underutilized that was fine before, but now it's like, you know, even better. And the fight point hunter killers are really good. I mean, 10 points to get two, you know, two one-off crack missile shots. It's pretty awesome. I like it a lot. So what do you think? All day, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, the land speeders, I, like, I actually have six land speeders that I converted up with the, uh, the old 30 K style guns. So they have the 30 K style, um, multi melters on them. And then I put the graviton guns underneath them. And man, I used to pit up some knights with those land speeders, like just like banana peels all over their feet. And then if they didn't die from the, uh, die from the glancing hits that they took from the haywire, then if they tried to move, it was like, you know, yeah, terrain all day. So, so yeah, it's nice for me. I like it. Yeah. I, I think it's a very good unit. Um, so I'm hoping to see more of these used. I think people like them. So this, this next thing, this next thing I think got the biggest buff in all of this red book. In all so the land. in all the land. Um, and I have three of these. I love the model. So I'm extremely happy with this change. I'm extremely happy to the point where I almost feel guilty because I feel like they may have went too far. Like this may, I don't think this is like quad mortar level of stupidity. Like what the fuck were you thinking when you came with this points cost? But it's approaching it. So javelin land speeders are now 20 points cheaper per model. And not only are they 20 points cheaper per model, but they gained the strafing around special rule and their own unique special rule called grav backwash. So I like the grab backwash rule because it, it's like a fluff rule. You can tell that like somebody from the forge world studio is like staring at the, the speeder model and going, look at that. Like how many grab plates, you know, it was a joke. Like Alan Bly and one of his buddies are getting shit faced at the bar, like drinking and like, they're like playing with their plastic toys, probably banging them together, making pew pew noises. And one of them like, look at this javelin. He's like, look at all the grab plates on this javelin. You know, you know, you couldn't get close to this thing. It's like way too many grab plates for this little fucking thing. Like if you got close to this, it would like shoot you, like shoot you away. It would just wash you away. It just wash you away. Like you couldn't even get near this fucking thing. So they gave it this grab backwash rule. So if you try to hit these things in close combat, you're at minus two to hit. Cause it's like walking, like what is that song against the wind? You're <laughs> running, walking against the, uh, Bob Seger, the fucking Bob Seger song. That's it. That's it. So anytime somebody tries to attack your speeder and they miss, you immediately have to start singing. Bob Seger against the wind to them to fucking troll them. <laughs> so, um, these things are the shit. I, I just can't, I, I'm just so excited right now. I'm singing fucking Bob Seger songs. That's how excited I am. Um, so I have a bunch of these, uh, blood angel, blood angel ones of these with assault cannons already put on them. So now like I can take the missile launcher ones with assault cannons on them and 200 killer missiles. And they're only going to be 70 points a model loaded out that way. It's a lot of hate. It's so a lot of hate. Good. I love it. It's so good. I'm actually looking at building a list. What do you think about this? I might just spam these fuckers out, run nine of these things, fill up my entire fast tax slots with these, then take a suborbital strike wing, 
and just just spam out that beautiful beautiful Avenger Strike Fighter, and then take the jet bike right of war, and then just take as many troop jet bikes as I can fit after that. It all jinx. It all jinx. And then make them night lords, so it's all night fighting and stealth and. Well, I mean, if you're wanting to be a dick about it, just make them white scars because they got like all the special rules from everywhere. But I was thinking about doing Blood Angels just because I have Blood Angels and they look cool. Yeah, you do that. Plus, they, uh, the uh, the Javelin model looks like a late 60s Corvette. Yeah. Um, so, like, you paint them that bright Blood Angel red and it just looks awesome. It looks like a hot rod or something. Actually, you know exactly what they look like? Uh, if you're in front of your no, if you're in front of your computer, your phone, or whoever's listening to this, Google the like the original Batmobile, the Oldsmobile one, that's like black with the red pinstriping, and then bring up a side by side picture of that and the and the Raven Guard uh, Javelin that Forge World actually has on their website, and they look identical. It's the fucking dynamic duo original fucking Batman Oldsmobile. Looks looks the exact same. Like they're almost. You could put fucking wheels on it, and it would be the Batmobile. It's perfect. It's pretty funny. So, anyway, it's even got the little fin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the same. I noticed that a long time ago. Whenever, because on the Forge World website they got a Raven Guard one that's black with red trim, like right on their website, and it looks just like the Batmobile. Anyway, so that's something that people can look up for some fun. So next they added a whole new unit. So this is the only whole new unit added to this book that was never before seen. It was the, it's the new like a uh, jet bike sky cloud. What I don't have the exact name in front of me. They're the jet bike heavy support squad. Um, so these guys are exactly what the, we thought they would be. Um, they are just jet bikes in which every jet bike gets upgraded to one of the upgradable weapons that the fast attack ones get. So I like it. I like that they gave a new unit and it's heavy support, but I have a small problem with it. So my problem is a normal jet bike out of fast attack is 35 points. And then to buy it, a multi-milta, it's 10 points. So they should be 45 points. So if you look at these things, that's what they are. They're 45 points. The problem becomes in the fast attack ones, the Volkite, upgrade was also 10 points so that it should still be 45 points with a volkite and the plasma was 15 points in these new heavy support ones the upgrade cost for the volkite and the plasma stayed the same but they automatically they already have multi-meltas so you're essentially paying more double for to if you want to run them with volkites or or plasmas you see what i'm talking about yeah exactly yeah so i just feel like if you i i don't really like the multi-melta option on them i'm not a fan i don't want just the one shot at the close range like i like all the other weapon options better so it kind of sucks that like for the volkite i have to pay like 55 points a bike i just feel like that's way too many points so i would like these guys 10 times better if i'm hoping this is a typo or forge world sees it and faqs it or whatever because I think it's kind of crazy. Like I feel like the plasma cannon should be five points a piece, and the Volkite should be free, and it would put them in line with the fast attack ones. That would make sense. Yeah. I so anyway, so these guys, every single bike gets a heavy weapon, and they are heavy support instead of fast. And 
They start at three, and you can buy them up to five, so maximum five. Other than that, they're identical to the fast attack ones. Um, so the next thing that changed is the Death Storm Drop Pod. So the Death Storm Drop Pod now has the FAQ rules for the Death Storm added in because in the old book it had different rules, and then the FAQ they added the thing where when it lands it does all the auto attacks and all that. So those FAQ rules are included. The other thing I noticed is, and I'm not sure if this was in the FAQ or not, maybe you can help me if you've ever used them. I know Josh uses them. The frag launcher used to be heavy one in the original red book, and now it is listed as heavy two, just like the crack missile one. That so, was, I'm trying to remember if that was heavy two in the FAQ. It, but regardless, it's now in the new red book, and it's now both the frag and crack are both heavy two, and it gets the special rule where it comes in and shoots everything within 12 inches. So the next thing are predators so the predator squadron um so the changes to the predator squadron rules are if you take the executioner plasma cannon that upgrade went up 20 points from what it used to be which to me is a good change the this this particular tank and what other tank that we've not got to yet were the only two vehicles that i felt in the entirety of 30k that really really needed a points increase was the plasma predator and the other tank that we'll talk to when we get there. Um, so I'm fine with it. I mean, it's still only 130 points for three shot plasma cannon on a relentless vehicle with no gets hot. I mean, nobody should bitch about that. It's still extremely powerful for its points. So I like the change. Um, the conversion beamer option went down five points. Um, it's okay. I actually think it's still probably too many points for that. They probably could have, Gave it a little bit more of a haircut, but it's still, you know, once again, it's going in the right direction at least. Um, extra armor for them, hunter killer missiles for them, combi weapons for them, uh, the penal heavy bolter. Um, all of those options went down by five points. So if you like to take any of those options or didn't before because there were too many points, there and that all that's now cheaper. Um, they can also now take a pendle-mounted multi-melta, just like the Rhino, so that was an added option. Um, you can only... It used to be you could take a tank commander in any squadron, regardless of size. Now, the new tank commander rule is you can only take them if you have a full squadron of three. And the other thing that you'll notice is the tank commander option used to be 25 points, but now it's 35. But, that being said the tank commander rule is different now. Um, so the, the new tank commander rule is if all the vehicles in the squadron fire at the same target and that target is within 24 inches of the tank, then your entire squadron gains tank hunter. Mm. And on top of that, it you can downgrade any shaken results on the squadron on any tank to you can just get rid of that on a four on a roll of a four plus you ignore shaken results and that's really good when you consider in a squadron you already ignore stunned so if you, your vehicles are in a squadron any stunned result is automatically downgraded to shaken and now with this rule you could ignore shaken on a four up so you're essentially going to ignore any damage result die roll of a four or less from your opponent on a roll of a four up that's other good. than taking other than taking the whole point of damage. So yeah, 
it's pretty good. It's something to definitely look into if you really like running squadrons. So I wanted to go over that tank commander rule in depth here. Um, every other tank that I'm aware of, every tank in the game in the Space Marine Army list that can, you can take in a squadron, um, this this applies to. Like so, it's all the same. So when we get there going forward, I'm just going to say, you know, same tank, the tank commander, new tank commander rule. So I don't have to go through all that again. Perfect. So. Next up are land raiders. So land raiders change quite a bit because there's three different land raiders. So the land raider Proteus went down 20 points. The Phobos went down 25 points. Um, the Achilles stayed the same points cost base. Um, extra armor, hunter killers, combi weapons, and heavy bolters. Uh, the option for all that stuff on all the land raiders went down by five points. Um, they can all now take a pinnel-mounted multi-milta, which wasn't an option before. Um, you, uh, you can have a tank commander, just like the Predators, but you can only get it if you take a full squadron of three, and it's now ten points more, just like the Predators. Um, the big change on the Proteus is it, it, on the whole weapon, it only used to be able to take heavy bolters or heavy flamer. Now it can take a twin-linked LAS cannon, in the hull. So now you can have a land raider with three twin like glass cannons on it. It's kind of cool. It's like the, uh, the baby. What was that? Uh, apocalypse the, one, the ultra ultra something. Yeah. The terminus Ultimus, terminus ultra, ultra terminus pattern. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So because the Proteus is down 20 points, it means it's 180, and then you can put the third last cannon on it and take it back up to 210 for three twin-link last cannons. That's not bad. Um, the other thing is the Achilles can now upgrade all the... Because it has a quad mortar built in, it can upgrade its quad mortar to be like the other quad mortars in your army. So if you have a siege breaker, you can put Phosphex rounds on it. It can buy the incendiary rounds. It can buy the all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. It's upgradable. And I feel like I'm not the only person that thought, like, why can't they do this, too? That'd be so cool. But, well, now they can. So that's pretty much it. It's, it's pretty neat. Uh, I like all the changes there. I was sort of disappointed that I was really hoping they would take this as an opportunity to make these things transport, transport capacity 12, at least the Phobos and uh, 12, but they didn't but at least it went down a little bit in points. So next up is the Achilles Alpha. So the Achilles Alpha is the same that it was, except now you can upgrade the quad launcher to different rounds. That's all I saw different on that. Um, artillery tanks. So the artillery tanks can now take combi weapons, uh, heavy bolter, heavy flamer, uh, multi-melta, uh, and havoc launcher. They didn't used to have any of those options. Now they have all those options. Um, extra armor and hunter killers went down by five points, just like all the most of the other tanks. Um, they can now uh, only have a tank commander if it's a squadron of three, and it's ten points more. But it, it like we said earlier, gives you different rules: the tank hunter and the the downgrade uh, shaken to nothing on a four up. I really like that because nothing is more annoying than having like. Oh, here's my Medusas, and two of them get stunned, and then they're not shooting mm -hmm. because they can't snap fire. So this, like, it's actually a very good upgrade on there to be able to ignore that. I like that quite a bit. Um, 
Next up is Vindicators. So the Vindicator has all the fact stuff because, like, there's been I can't even tell you how many incarnations of the Vindicator rule and the Vindicator laser array and all that stuff. How many times that's changed? Um, so all the fact stuff is built into the uh, unit entry. So four Vindicators, extra armor, hunter killers, combi weapon, and heavy bolter all went down by five points for those upgrades. They can now take a pinnel mounted multi melta, which they couldn't before. Um, they can now have um, the tank commander, if only if it's in a squadron of three, just like other tanks. That's ten points more. New special rules. We went over that. Now it can take an option of a mind plow, a mind plow, which is a totally new option. So a mind plow, it's kind of weird. So we were making fun of it because. So if you have a dozer blade, it's five points, and you get to re-roll failed dangerous terrain. So a mind plow is you roll two dice and only fail if you roll double ones, which is exactly the same <laughs> math-wise. So that's kind of weird, but it gets an additional rule. Do you want to know what this additional rule is, Michael? Are you ready to laugh? Yeah, let's do it. So the additional rule is if you tank shock someone – you do was a D three plus one strength two AP dash hits. So being run over by a tank mm-hmm. is only the equivalent of a strength two AP dash hit. Uh, this actually is reminiscent. Do you remember the old forge world mine plow? And basically what it would do is it would use the little frag launchers that it had on the front of the plow that it used to blow up the mines. Okay. They basically took that same rule and like copy and pasted it over to the mine plow. I mean, okay. it, so like it's not so much you're getting hit, it's that you're getting blasted in the face <laughs> by like shrapnel. Which I mean, it's not any better, but like if you wanted to look at it like a cool way, it's like them like like I don't know, crop dusting you. Just poof. oh. I, I I like imagining like a guardsman running around with this flak vest and getting hit by a vindicator, like at fucking combat speed or whatever, like moving <laughs> flat out and just hitting him. And it just like bounces off of it and gets up and he's fine. He's, like, he's just like, Oh, Oh, that hurt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound effect. You need to, to cut that out, cut that one out, what you just did. And like put a little speaker in your vindicator. And every time you take shock somebody, you have, you can play that through your smartphone or something. Just, Oh, so all right so up next is the spartan so the base points on a spartan went up by 10 so it used to be 295 it's now 305 like i hate when they do shit like this solely because it's like why like it's 10 points like who really gives a shit just leave it the same like it's like they they're like really had this giant fight over this thing has to be more points. And then other people were like, no, it's fine the way it is. And so finally the guys that didn't want more points, like one, but the other guys just couldn't admit defeat. So they were like, well, we're going to make it 10 points more. <laughs> like it's like such a bullshit change. It's like, whatever. But anyway, it's 10 points more, whatever, not a big deal. Um, the one big change on it, is the flare shield went up by 20 points. So it's now a 45 point upgrade instead of a 25 point upgrade. So I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to really bulk at spending 45 points on that upgrade and just say, 
you know, when my buddy Jimmy, you know, wants to be an asshole and brings in his two lightnings and shoots me, it doesn't matter anyway. So why spend that 45 points type of thing? So I have a feeling that you'll see less flare shields. What do you think on that? Yeah, I think so too. So, um, yeah. So anyway, flare shield went up by 20. Um, Hunter killer missiles for it combi weapon for it and heavy bolter for it all went down by five points. It can now take a penalty multi-melt or the, the pedal mounted multi-melt also went down by five points. So yeah, that's that. So the sicker inventor can now take extra armor and hunter killers for five points less than it could before. And it can now take combi weapons, heavy bolters, heavy flamers, uh, multi-melta and havoc launchers as penal weapons. It didn't used to have any of those options. Um, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. If you want to throw some extra guns on there, you can. The problem on the Sicker and Venadar is because it's gun is ordnance. You're going to be snap firing any of that shit, so it's kind of pointless. Um, but you can do it if you want. So the next thing is the normal Sicaran battle tank. So this made me sad because I always like to point to the Sicaran as an example of how I felt every unit should be because it has cool fluff. In my opinion, it is the coolest space Marine vehicle looks wise. I love that thing. I love the way it looks. And I felt like it was good enough for its points to where you always wanted to try to fit one in its, in the list, but wasn't so like, you know, cheap or cheesy or whatever that if you, even if you wanted to spam it out and take his maximum, like nobody was going to bitch about it. Like nobody was going to be like, Oh, that's, you're such a dick for, you know, spamming this out. Like, you know, if you take <laughs> nine quad mortars, people are going to make fun of you. If you had three Sicarans, nobody was going to say anything. Or four. That being said, <laughs> apparently Forge World disagreed because they raised it by 30 points base, which is the largest points increase out of anything. Other they, than the Typhon. They probably saw that Adepticon list that that your your buddy played. Duncan? Duncan played. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even that, I don't know. Like, I, it just makes me sad. I mean, I had to fight that. I took that thing to the face. You know, he shot a bunch of my models up with it. But I, I don't know. I thought it was fine at the, its original points cost, but it is what it is. It's 30 points more now. Um, it can take extra armor and hunter killers for five points less that it used to be able to, and it can now take combi weapons, heavy bolter, heavy flamer, multi-melta, or havoc launcher as a pinnacle weapon. So this would have made me really happy before because I would have taken one, uh, a Sakaran for my Blood Angels and put a pintle salt cannon on it, which is pretty pretty snazzy. But now that it's like 30 points more, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. This makes me mad. It's probably fine, like... It's probably like I wouldn't notice that it's 30 points more, but it's just kind of the fact that I knew it used to be cheaper. <laughs> be like kind of old days. Me. Yeah. Like those old people who used to go see a movie for a nickel. A nickel. Ah, and they just, they know what it, like <laughs> the real cost is. Yeah. They're like really, fuck, like not even a nickel. They like, like traded a bushel of corn for the guy to let him <laughs> in the movie. They didn't even have fucking money. Like here's some goat's teeth and an ear of corn. Let me in. And they're like, cool. I said, you know? I said a pledge of allegiance for you. Oh, yeah. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> so, anyway, went up 30 points. So, the Cryptus. So, the Cryptus is exactly the same as it was. 
but it's now 25 points cheaper, which makes me happy because I have one, I have a Cryptus for all my, every Space Marine Legion that I have an army for, I have a Cryptus for them. So that Perfect. shows you how much I love that thing. So it's always been a little points heavy. Um, my, by my estimation, it was 30 points. So they said 25. So we, me and them were on the save wave league. So I still ran it. Um, at the higher points cost, just because it's so unique in what it does. Uh, it was like you couldn't replace it with anything, and it didn't really... You just couldn't couldn't do what it does with anything else. So having it 25 points less is just... It's a bonus. I love it. I love that change. So the Dorado. Have you noticed the Dorado got a new weapon? Have you yeah, seen that? the last cannons, dude. Uh, so this thing is pretty hot. I kind of like it. Like, So these last cannons this third weapon option for one, I can't wait to see the model. Cause what do you think that thing's going to look like? Uh, I'm trying to remember because this last cannon, they gave it is something else already has had it. I just, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember off the top of my head. What has it already? It's an, uh, a, a Yeah. Last I, cannon battery. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't know if it's like, there's a, something out there called like a long last cannon or something like that, but, but something has, Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the, um, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be a long last cannon, but I feel like there. I, I feel like there's something out there that already has, and I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna comment on this that already has like a badass last cannon, that strength ten. But well, yeah. Let's go. So these things are strength ten, AP two, heavy two, with a badass special rule. So this badass special rule, what's it called? Are you looking at it? I am not. Okay, hang on. I got it right here. My phone keeps going to sleep on me. I'm a... Okay, so this last cannon, so the special rule is called Exoshock. Yeah, that's right. If, so if this weapon successfully scores a penetrating hit on a target, roll a d6 on a 4 plus, a second automatic hit is inflicted on the same target against which cover saves may not be taken. So that's pretty badass. So you could shoot somebody, hit them twice, score two pins, and then get lucky and roll two fours and score, you know, four hits on them instead. So it's almost like a Volkite Strength 10 last cannon or something. It's pretty badass. It's like that Zyphon bomb, that Zyphon cluster thing. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I could definitely see people running this just because it's pretty hard to get Strength 10 weapons. Like, there's not a lot of them out there. And the fact that this is Strength 10 with two shots... With a 48-inch uh, range. <laughs> and helical targeting array. Yeah, and it's also Skyfire. This will totally just shoot these shit out of planes. So the funny thing about this is, I bet mechanic and players are pissed because they got that stupid Thanatar with the giant, we'll call it a neck massager, even though it's a dildo, on its shoulder. That's probably that, what I'm thinking about. That thing, it's like got that, it's called a Soul X or Soul something Laz Cannon. And, and it's like you got to pay a bajillion points. It's like a 300 point model. And it's basically this gun without that cool special rule that's only one shot. So, yeah. So Marines are all like, fuck your robot. We got, we got our own robot that's way better. <laughs> it's got a dude inside and he used to be a space Marine. Yeah. So, anyway. It's pretty cool. I like I like that. You know, extra shit is always neat. It's pretty expensive. I think it's like a 50-point upgrade, but it'd be interesting to see if people run it. So, 
this is the tank I was talking about earlier that should, by anybody that has any brain cells in their heads estimation that's ever seen one, played against one, or whatever, probably gotten the biggest points increase um, as far as tanks go in the book. And it stayed exactly the same. The Scorpus Whirlwind. So the Scorpus Whirlwind is still only 115 points. So how the Sakaran is 30 points more, but <laughs> the Scorpus Whirlwind stays the same is beyond me. But the Scorpus Whirlwind can now take combi weapons, heavy bolter, heavy flamer, multi-melta, or havoc launcher as pinnel weapons. And you can still take extra armor and hunter killers, but they're now five points cheaper. So what do you think about this? Have you fought against these? I have oh, to yeah. fight against these all the time. Yeah. Actually, nobody, like the local meta, these things don't exist. But Oh, my God. I want to move there. Can I play there? <laughs> of course. Fuck. I got, like, I have real-life shell shock from these fucking things for playing. Like, every list that you see down here, you're going to, like, it's nothing but goddamn quad mortars and Scorpus whirlwinds. I'm so sick of it. So sick of it. Like, I, I don't know if, like, Games Workshop is like, we need to sell small blast markers. Let's just <laughs> make, make tanks that, like, are essentially free that just, you know, shoot a million small blast markers. But this thing is just absolutely brutal. And the fact that it's only 115 points has always been baffling to me. It's like a joke. Like, it's, it's kind of a, like, we joke about it all the time, how scary it is for its points. Um, the only thing that really keeps it in check is that you can't take it in a battery. Like if you could take these things in a battery, it would be out of control. But I mean, it's it's just so good. I mean, it's one of those things you can put in any list, and it's almost guaranteed to make the list better. Mm. So anyway, um, so next on the list is the Malkador. So this thing, just forget everything you knew about the old one. Just forget about it. Don't like. I, it's hard for me to even like go. Well, it used to do this, and it used to do this because it's essentially completely different in almost every way. It got pimped. But, so, so the Malkador tank is now a heavy support choice. It used to be Lord of War, so now it's heavy support. So it's kind of like Solar Auxiliaria and Militia. Now, it goes a step beyond that, because not only is it a heavy support choice, but it can be taken in a squadron of one to three for a single heavy slot. So yes, in high points games, you can take nine Malkadors, for your heavy support and if you're running uh like onslaught list or something you could take 12 12 malkadors all day <laughs> so dang yeah so anyway yeah so you can take a shitload of them their base points they got 25 points cheaper which is pretty cool and they actually got uh cheaper than that if you really start digging because it it used to come with like weird weapons that aren't marine weapons like it had like fucking heavy stubbers on the sponson weird shit like that so now the gun on the hull which used to be an auto cannon is a heavy bolter and the guns in the sponsons which used to be heavy stubbers are heavy bolters so now it's got three heavy bolters and a battle cannon base is how you buy it um they also increased the front armor to 14. So it's now 14, 13. Um, hang on, that's the falchion. 12. 
12. Yep. And it's still six hole points. It's still a super heavy, but it lost fast. But that doesn't really matter unless you're like, unless you have a right of war that says if you take a super heavy, it can only be fast like the Mariscara. It doesn't matter because super heavies move 12 anyway, and they fire all their guns regardless. So being fast, like it, it never really mattered. So there's no loss there, even though it kind of is. So the whole weapon and sponsons, like I said, are now heavy bolters. Um, it gained a new special rule called subatomic reactor. So subatomic reactor is when rolling on the thunder bullets table and or the catastrophic damage table for the Malkador, roll 2d6 and select the lower result. So it's not as good at thunder blitzing, but when it blows up, it's not as likely to like kill a bunch of shit around it, which, you know, if it's on your side of the board, it's positive. If it's on the enemy side of the board, it's negative, I guess. But got that new rule. The demolisher upgrade for the whole weapon is now 10 points more. It used to be um, 25 points. Now it's 35. But like I said, it's not that big a deal because the Sponson weapons are essentially pre-upgraded now and it's already 25 points cheaper. Um, the It can now take a whole heavy flamer, um, auto cannon or last cannon. Before it was just an auto cannon that could be upgraded to a um, demolisher cannon. So now it has some more guns you could throw on there. If it's blood angel, you can uh, obviously make assault cannons on there. So it just gives you more options. So the sponsor weapons can now take heavy flamers for free. They used to cost points. Um, auto cannons, uh, the auto cannons on the sponsons went down by 10 points. Um, the last cannon on the sponsons went down by 15. So essentially they got cut in half. Points cost-wise there, so it got cheaper. Um, the flare shield on it went up by 10 points. I think that's more than fair, especially considering it's now armor 14 and cheaper. Um, it can now take a dozer blade and a, a mine plow or an auxiliary to drive, which it couldn't take before. But once again, it's a super heavy, so it ignores dangerous terrain. So none of those upgrades do shit for you, except you can do strength two hits with your mind plow. Hell yeah, all day. Um, <laughs> so, and it can now take combi weapons, heavy bolter, um, heavy flamer, multi-melta, or havoc launcher as a pentel weapon. It couldn't take those before. Um, it can now, because you can take it in a squadron, it now has the tank commander upgrade. If you take a squadron of three for 35 points, so you can take a squadron of three of these and give them all Tank Hunter, which is pretty good. So here's what I think. Me and my buddy Nick were talking about this when we went through this. So they took the fast rule away from them, right? Yep. They also gave them this weird rule where they don't blow up as big and all that on the Thunder Blitz and whatever. Well, here, okay, so let me finish. This is one of those I think there was some confusion on before it hit the book. Because they took fast away from it, and because they made it heavy support, and because they put it in squadrons, and they lowered all this like secondary weapon points cost on it, and lowered its original points cost, and gave it these upgrades that only benefit non-super heavies like Dozer Blade, Mine Plow, and Auxiliary Drive, I have a feeling that at some point they were planning on removing the super heavy moniker from it and just making it a normal tank. Because if you think about it, if it's not a super heavy, then all those secondary weapons 
have to snap fires, you know, if it moves. So they would have made them all cheaper. And then they put these upgrades in there that don't do anything at all for you if you're a super heavy and changed all this shit. So it seems weird to do all that if you weren't planning on not making it a super heavy. But then on the flip side of that, they gave it this new special rule where it the Thunder Blitz thing and the catastrophic damage thing, which obviously only affects super heavies. So what do you think? Am I crazy? I think you kind of hit the nail on the head looking at the dozer blade and auxiliary drive. Like, why would you ever buy that? Well, they're totally pointless on a super heavy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really... And they weren't in the entry before. It's not like copy and paste. Like, they literally added it to the entry. And then, like I said, when you when you add that to the fact that it can, it's now only heavy support, it's now takeable in a squadron, and all the additional weapons that you could put on it all got cheaper, it leads me to believe that at some point they were planning on making it, you know, not a super heavy, and then either went back on it or something. But anyway... It's something you should really definitely look into if you're a Marine player. I think you're going to see a lot of these. These are going to be like the new toy everybody wants to run. Um, this thing just got too many buffs and too many points reductions, and the fact that it's not a super heavy, you're just going to... I can definitely see people who are treadheads or legions that really like to run tanks for fluff reasons like Iron Warriors or Iron Hands and people like that really taking advantage of running these. What do you think? There's no reason you shouldn't take a Malkador. Like, I mean, it, like, hands down. If you if you want a tank, like, this packs all everything you could want in a tank. It's a solid firing platform at a heavy support. I mean, you're getting a super heavy tank in the heavy support slot. That's I mean, it's just... Why would yeah, you not take it? It's a no-brainer. Um, so, yeah. Leave your Typhon at home. Yeah. <laughs> Or take a Typhon and one of these. <laughs> Be that guy. Be that guy. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the Cerberus. So the Cerberus, uh, the upgrades for the Cerberus, uh, Hunter Killers, Combi Weapon, uh, Multi Melta, and Heavy Bolter uh, all went down by five points. So if you took any of those upgrades on it, it you're now going to get them for less. And it can now take a Havoc Launcher where before it could not take one. So you get it. So other than that, it appears to be the same. The Typhon. So the Typhon went up by 45 points. So um, other than the Sakaran, this is the biggest points increase, which I think it probably needed it. What do you think? Uh, I mean, not so many people use it down here, but I mean, from what you've told me and from what it looks like your meta is, it seems like this is like the staple in a lot of lists. And so I could see where like, it was just maybe just a tad. I saw too quite cheap. a few of them at Adepticon too when we were there. Yeah, yeah. This seems like if you don't have a Primark or you're not running a Primark or you go to an event where you're like, where it's like you can only bring one of each and you don't get your signed up in time or you can't take yours or they just have flat banned Primarks, that this is the go to super heavy that everybody takes. Right. I mean, that's this is the. It's Primark, Typhon. And maybe suborbital strike wing knight. Yep. So anyway, it went up by forty five points base. Um, Hunter killers, combi weapon, multi melta, and heavy bolter on it 
all went down by five points, and it can now take a Havoc launcher where it couldn't take one before. So if you put any of those upgrades on it, they got slightly cheaper. So the next one, I've been talking to Michael about this. I now feel like this is takes the place of the Typhon as the super heavy that you're going to see. Um, this is what everybody's going to want to run if you're running a high enough points game to you know, run it. It's the Falchion, which you never really saw before. I always liked it. Um, whenever anybody was like, I want to buy a fail blade, uh, fail, fail blade hole style tank, which one should I get? I always told them the Falchion. Um, and what's funny about that is I actually, personally, I don't really like strength D weapons. They kind of piss me off. I don't really like anything that it's like, oh, I rolled a six, so there's no more rolling after that. Just pick your shit up and go home. You know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah. just seems kind of like a bullshit way to play a miniatures game like oh cool tactics like i put my model here so i get this cover save and it's hard to see and all and it's like yeah but i rolled a six just you know remove it's like when you were kids and you played gi joe and you're like my gun's bigger than yours i don't know but anyway strength d it's really fucking powerful it's pretty rare in 30k um there's not a lot of ways to get it so the fact that you could get one on a 12 whole point super heavy, I was like, this is, and it was cheap. It was the cheapest of the Fellblade uh, chassis. I was like, man, that's what the one you should be taking. I mean, Street D all the way. So this thing it went up by 20 points. Um, no big deal. I've, I mean, if you're spending 500 fucking points for a tank, what's another 20? Doesn't, you know what I mean? No big deal. Um, it was already over 500 points. I think it was 505 before. So it wasn't like this makes a difference of it fitting in 2000 points or not. So, you know, it's, you're going to be able to fit it or not anyway, just like before. Um, so hunter killer missiles, combi weapon, multi melta and heavy bolter on it all went down by five points. Uh, can now take a havoc launcher, which it could not take before. So the big thing that this thing gains is it can buy a neuron wave capacitor for 35 points. So this thing is a must-have on this tank, and this is what makes this thing super special. So a neuron wave capacitor gives it the same rules that the Sicker Inventor has um, where it automatically stun locks any vehicle that takes a penetrating hit from it. Um, including other super heavies. So it gains the shock pulse and feedback rules. So why this is amazing, so on the Sicker Inventor, it's only strength 10. I say it's only strength 10 because we're comparing it to strength D. So when something when it's strength 10, say you're shooting at a Typhon, you still need it a 5 or 6 to pin, so it's only 1 and 3, so that's certainly not guaranteed. Um, so after you roll to hit and roll for armor pin and all that, you you may have not scored a pin, especially when you talk about some of the really high end super heavies like the Mechanicum big land crawler thing, the Ordinatus, the Ordinatus, or God damn it, Ordinatus, that thing, um, <laughs> and the like Warlord because the Warlord Titans uh, armor fifteen right on the front, so things like that are really hard to get through the armor even with strength ten. This thing because it's strength D going back to the we're playing G.I. Joe and ignoring all the rules, it automatically scores a penetrating hit on a 2+. So this is almost guaranteeing that you're just going to shut off your opponent's super heavy every round. 
I mean, it's got a really bad at rolling. (laughs) Yeah, terrible. So the gun on it is twin length. It's got a twin length volcano cannon with a five inch blast. So it's going to be extremely hard to miss with it. Um, And then if you roll anything but a one, you're stun locking something on top of dealing damage to it. So it's really, really good. And this is on an armor 14, 13, 12, 12 whole point tank that also has two quad last cannons on it for sub 550 points. It's pretty damn good. So anyway, I'm all like this. This is the thing that you're going to have to look out for. Um, you're going to have to take a falchion to, to fight other people's falchions. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> or just not bother with taking a super. Cause I mean, if this thing, like if you don't have a super heavy to stun lock, it's kind of like, Oh no, you shot my predator with your volcano cannon, you know? So, <laughs> But it's one of those things, if you're running a super heavy and you see one of these, you, it's going to suck bad, really bad. Unless you have a storm bird and then you laugh at it. You're like, ah, fuck you, can't shoot me. But um, that's about it. So anyway, that's we'll move on. But it's it's a big deal, I think. It's, it's one of the bigger deals in the changes to this book. How would Josh feel about Janus? like 3,000 some point Janus getting shut off by a 500 point falchion. He probably wouldn't be too happy, would he? Of course not. It's happened before. We stunlock warlords all the time. Warhounds, warlords. Oh, with your Sigur and Venator? Venators, and we also have a a Cerberus that runs around. Oh, yeah, that does it too. Yeah. But this is definitely, like, it's more of a guarantee that it happens. But anyway, so... Stormblade. So the Stormblade, uh, the Hunter Killers, Combi Weapon, Multi Melta, and Heavy Bolter all went down by five points. Other than that, I didn't see any changes. Um, so Fell Blades, Hunter Killers went down five points on it. Other than that, I didn't see any changes. Um, the Legion Glaive, Hunter Killers went down by five points. I didn't see any changes. I do want to point out on the Legion Glaive, I was hoping they would fix this. So the Legion Glaive has this big, scary-ass gun on it. It's like strength A at AP1, one-inch wide beam, you know, does all this shit, has haywire, has all these special rules. And then if you shoot, it can it shoots, you draw this beam, you lay it down, and, and it hits like every model it passes over. And then if you hit a super heavy or a gargantuan creature or whatever, the beam stops, but it does D3 plus one additional hit. So you... You originally look at that and you think, oh, this is badass. So every like all these vehicles I shoot are going to take this strength 8 AP1 hit on top of I get to roll on the haywire table, right? Right. That's what you think, right? Wrong. If you go to the rule book and look up haywire, if a weapon has the haywire special rule, you ignore all the rest of its profile, its strength, its AP, all that. You ignore it and just use the haywire table. Um, so, it's, so it's just two, two shoot, haywire hits guaranteed, but that's it. Yes. So if you shoot, like, I don't know. I just think that that's dumb. It's like you got this giant ass heat beam, but if you shoot something that has an armor value, what happened? Like, it just doesn't work. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense, but it's how it works. So I was hoping they would change it, say it ignores it, or, you know, give it, like, take haywire. Um, out of the weapon, like out of the weapon profile, and then just later on give it a special rule where it gets to roll on the table. There's a towel 
um, battle suit or something for 40k that Forge World makes that it does that. Uh, Haywire isn't actually part of the weapon profile. It's just something that's added in later where it doesn't do what I'm how what this thing does. So anyway, that's something that did not change that I was hoping would change. I wanted to point that out. Um, Michael, this next thing I don't know what you're going to do. So get get your hanky out to dry your tears because. The Thunderhawk Transporter lost the ability to take distinctive paint scheme or markings. Wow. So how will my legions know what kind of Thunderhawk <laughs> is coming? Sorry, is I couldn't it... keep straight face. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it the Thunderhawk they know, or is it a different Thunderhawk? Um... Honestly, what that was probably was back in the day, like the old, old, old ass Imperial Armor books, like Imperial Armor 2, when it first came out, that was an upgrade you could take was distinctive paint scheme. And it was like if any of your dudes on the ground could draw a line of sight to it, they could reroll failed morale checks. Which was kind of cool. It was cool. Something like that. Because I, I actually had an idea once of taking a uh, Thunderbolt, painting it like the Red Baron for my Krieg army. All day. Like painting it bright red because it would be cool and distinctive paint scheme. Um, but anyway, I think that was an artifact from them copying, pasting over the Thunderhawk transporter thing because nothing else in any heresy book ever could take that upgrade. And it just so happened that that one flyer could. So it lost the ability to take it. But other than that, it's unchanged. So now, um, now all of your Thunderhawk transports can just be boring. Yeah. No tiger stripes or no, no distinct shin no gold flake flake paint with um uh what is that shit called DuPont chrome illusions where it like changes color and like ghost flames on it with none a of that 1950s pinup girl on the side yeah none, none of that none of that dumb stuff okay so they added the mastodon to the book we knew that was coming so that's in there now um and then like i so said earlier they changed the uh tank squadron uh tank commander rule to give you tank hunter and ignore um shaken so that's all i got on unit entries so there are a few changes to a few of the rights of war um to be perfectly honest with you when i wrote this list i did not have my book six with me to reference a lot of the new ones um all i had was the old book uh, for the original rights of war. So I can tell you that like orbital assault, the only change there is you can now take dreadnought talons and put the entire talon in drop pods. But, and then the rule where if you take a talon, they ought to be deployed within six. How that works now is you put the first drop pod down and then scatter it. And then the other ones have to try to land within six. They could scatter further, but you have to, when you place them, they have to be placed within six which is kind of neat, I guess, if you want to take a, like big talons of dreadnoughts and combine that with orbital assault. Um, the armored breakthrough right of war, I noticed that the wording before for the tank commander upgrade was really stupid because the way that the rights of war used to work was that in order to take master of the legion, you had to be the warlord. So the old armored breakthrough was you could take a Sakaran or Predator in your army as an HQ and make it the army's warlord. The problem was when it became the warlord, you could then not take a right of war because they do not have Master of the Legion. 
so it was kind of wonky. So they fixed that. So now it's worded to where you can upgrade a tank um, to an HQ and it gains Master of the Legion, but you can only use that Master of the Legion rule to select that right of war, which is pretty cool. Basically, they fixed it. I noticed <laughs> that. Um, trying to th- oh, uh, Pride of the Legion. So Pride of the Legion, it used to be uh, you could you know you could take uh, Terminators and Veteran Tacticals as troops. But if you if all your Terminators and Tacticals died, your opponent scored an extra victory point. That is now two extra victory points. So it's, I don't think it's a big deal. Typically, if all your scoring units die, you're not going to win anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it I don't I think that's negligible change. Um, the Wrath of Angels Rider War is unchanged, other than. Um, I believe I'm going off my memory here. I'm not actually looking at it. So I believe fire Raptors and storm Eagles now gain strafing run in that right of war where before they didn't. So it's just a little add in thing, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's it. I mean, I'm, there may be some more changes, but like I said, I didn't have the books with me. I basically just went over all the unit entries. As far as the rights of war go, I didn't like really dig into it. Maybe we can do another show um, after I do some more research or whatever. But a lot of those, because they have all the Legion-specific rights of war in there. I mean, I don't. I only play three Legions, so I'm not super familiar enough with all those other rights of war to you know read them and know if they are different than they were from before. Was there any of them that you read that jumped out at you, or is there any that you've heard about online or anything that people are throwing a fit about? Uh, well, yeah, one one hits close to home. The Fury of the Ancients, Right of War, got changed to where it's no longer an additional victory point if you lose a troop choice dreadnought. It's any for each dreadnought destroyed from the detachment, the opposing player gains an additional victory point. So, like, if you... If you're playing the Fury of the Ancients list, if you lose any Dreadnought, Leviathan, Cortis, you know, Contemptor, or Legion Dreadnought, Daredeo, then they're going to get an additional victory point. Mm, that sort of sucks. Yeah, that kind of blows. Man, it's, yeah, that's rough. That's a lot of points that can pile up a lot. You know, it's like they heard my list. <laughs> and just, whoa, whoa, he's going to do what? Well, what happened was they hate jump packs so much that they heard us shitting on them for hating jump packs, so they thought they would get back at you by nerfing your Dreadnoughts and your Dreadnought drop pods. It didn't even get to play yet. Nope. Um, so, oh, the other thing. this I, I didn't... So here's the weird thing. So a rapier... A rapier la- or a rapier battery has a laser destroyer right on it. Yep. So there's stats for a laser destroyer in this new book. Like if you go to the weapon reference in the back, it's there, and it's also like in the where it gives a brief description of the weapon. It's there. The Vindicator, when you upgrade it, it upgrades to a laser destroyer array. There's no entry for the laser destroyer array. So some people online were saying 
that the FAQ, like, because when they did all these changes to the Vindicator and they actually came out with the original Laser Destroyer array, I guess it used to be a 48-inch range. Right. In this book, they don't have it listed. They just have the Laser Destroyer listed, and it's only 36. So there's a lot of, I saw a lot of, like, people questioning online as to whether the range has changed, if they just forgot to put the upgrade weapon in there, or what's going on with it. So I have a feeling that that's going to require an FAQ or something because it's wonky right now. Some sort of errata. Yeah, because if, like I said, if you go to the actual Vindicator entry in the new book, um, the laser destroyer array stats are not listed there. And if you go to the weapon reference in the back, a laser destroyer array is not even listed. It just is a laser destroyer. They're like, sorry, everybody, we're so busy nerfing the fuck out of some Dreadnought Drop Pods. <laughs> we forgot to put this entry in. So other than them totally upper-decking your list, <laughs> For um, uh, what do you think about all these changes? I like it, man. I, I really do like them. It gave, and it's going to sound weird, it gave like the power back to the, the people, back to the infantry. I think we're going to see more Legion infantry running around and... A lot less parking lots. That's what it really seems like the goal was. Yeah, I'm a little sad that they didn't do something about quad mortars. I feel like those things are out of control. <laughs> um, they sell, they're hot, dude. They sell the shit out of them. Why would they? Well, fuck yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> those things are crazy. Um, I just, like I said, I, they're like in every army I face. Like, I don't, I don't take them just because I'm so sick of seeing them. Like, I don't even want them in my own army. Um, I own, I own three, like I own one unit of three for my salamanders, but I don't, I don't use them. Um, they're extremely good. If you want to win games, you should definitely include them in your army list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's about it. That's, that's all the changes that I know of. I mean, is there anything else you got to add to this or whatever before we wrap this thing up? I got nothing, man. I have absolutely nothing. You top to bottom serial killer, this entire list. Well, I'm, I mean, I hope I didn't miss anything. Like I said, I, I went, I did take my time and go through it, but you know, we have only had the book for a day there. And like I said, there are some things out there um, where there's a few typos in the book. Well, I, I don't know it cause I don't have the printed copy. Um, so I don't know what it's going to look like, but in the digital copy, there's, I know for a fact there's instances of the enhanced edition being slightly different than the ebook one, like with the Terminator thing. There's the Vindicator, you know, whether it's a mistake or not, that's kind of weird. The Anvilus having descriptions of special rules next to it, but not having the whatever. So, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with all that. I mean, I, right now I would just say you know, use common sense. Don't be a dick. Like, don't be a rules lawyer. Like we said, if, if you run into people that do that, please send us their picture so I can piss on it and put it on YouTube. We'll just like, we'll start like a wall of shame. <laughs> just like a, this guy. Damn you, Steven Glansberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we should do. But anyway, that's all I got. I mean, um, wrap it up you're the you're the hype man let's hear what you got to say 
So, I mean, that's it, dude. You've gone on for, looks like, about an hour and 30 minutes on the book. So, I think if, I think you, you pretty much covered it. You got it. You win. You, you won the book. I won the book. <laughs> you hear that, Forge Give me my $35 back for the digital copy I bought. All day. All day. So, yeah, guys. Uh, so... If you have any questions out there, if you have anything y'all just didn't quite understand from uh, from what we covered there, just shoot us an email. We're glad to answer questions. We uh, love hearing feedback, especially, I mean, we were just talking talking today about how there was so much response to the last RFI episode, and just love hearing you guys. We, we love knowing that you guys listen to the whole thing. We got time. Facebook pictures of an actual Burt and Ernie shirt straight up. <laughs> and I put the Rock's head on it. and by now y'all should realize after the conversation we had what the profile picture for this uh for this episode is now you can go look back at it it'll totally make sense totally makes sense so yeah also i want to throw i mean if i screwed something up i I hate putting false information out there i did do the best job that i could but if i fuck something up or miss something or what i said is totally wrong please shoot us an email and let us know and I'll uh, shout you out on the next episode and say, Hey, so-and-so pointed out that I'm a fucking idiot and this is how it really is. <laughs> here's my, cra- here's my personal address. Send me a bag of shit. And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. My wife will, my wife will be the one. She gets all the mail. She'll be like, why is this dookie in our mailbox? <laughs> this dude sent you a literal bag of shit. Yep. You must've said something wrong on the internet. <laughs> Yo. So that's me. Sounds good, Ryan. We're going to go and close this episode up. Uh, like I said, this isn't going to be the only episode this week. We'll go ahead and punch out another one out this weekend and have that, the normal hobby update and all that jazz. But I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, do you have anything else to add to Ryan or are we just going to close it out? We'll just close it out. Y'all have a good one guys. Later. The elevator opens for no one. And plans are making me I'm paralyzing to you And plans are making me And plans are making me Everyone looks like everyone Just like snowflakes were already melt Just too busy to accept it Everyone Passing days just like buttons This one time this friend of mine No way that was me No way that was me The elevator opens for no one It's talent alright Doesn't mean it's your story